0: Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do from it. the N-Jar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Labicka Live on ESPN 106.3.
2: Didn't even get to Stone's most memorable moment and lamest moment from the Super Bowl last night. And again, we keep taking your calls. Take your social media. Day after the Super Bowl, we reminisce. It's what we do. Theo Dorsey, Chiefs fan, tried and true. Hmm. Now again, we tease him because on this show, he declared himself a Chiefs fan. August 16th. August 16th, 2022 is when, in his own signing day ceremony, a la high school football into college football, Theo Dorsey selected... The Kansas City Chiefs had it. Became a Chiefs fan, leaving his Panthers fandom behind. But. Best decision I've made in a while. You rode with them through thick and thin this year. Yeah. So Theo earned it.
3: They told me to be a nine win team. I mean, I literally was told by show host on ESPN <laughs> 1063 that the Chiefs would be a nine win team. Was that me? I don't remember. No, no, no. It was Josh Cullen. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Who?
2: I mean, I know I said that I didn't think the Chiefs yeah, were going to yeah. win the Super Bowl, but I—you didn't nine
3: wins. You weren't that much on the on the throne of doubt. There were other people that doubted heavier. for but sure. But then
2: there's me on Friday. There's me on Friday, <laughs> and again, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to own it. I'm not too proud. I'm not too proud. I know I'm a dope. This was me Friday on the show that has my name on it, and I did this. I should just. This should just be Theo and Stone featuring Ken from here on out. After after this, <laughs> this right, is my Friday. bold prediction. Oh. The Eagles win by three scores. Uh-oh. Three scores. The Eagles win the Super Bowl over the Chiefs by three scores on Sunday. So I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Did you hear me say, uh-oh? Uh-oh. Knew Stone what was knew. <laughs> Stone knew. Because I, I again, I ignored a Vegas line, a one-point line. Stone, Stone has been killing me for it because I refuse to believe that Vegas is like... Just on board with every single line and every over under. Stone believes in it religiously. He does, and I am fighting it. But there's more and more evidence that I need to need to move over to Stone's side of uh, of the fence here.
4: Yeah, I'll use that as my most memorable moment. It was looking at every. Vegas Sportsbook Statistics saying that 99% of the bets are on Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception. 99% of the bets are on Miles Sanders to rush over 60 yards. 99% of the bets are on this, that, and this. 33% of the bets ended up falling on Kansas City. Like, Vegas never loses, people. Like, when you're determining on where a game's going to land, start with where the line is. Start with where the money's going because that's typically how it plays out. What about most lame? What was your most lame moment last night from the game? Nothing crazy. I'll agree with Theo. I think the backlash for the holding call is uh, a little annoying. Nobody wants to hear an Eagles fans complain about it. Nobody even thinks that it matters that because here's the thing. I wouldn't say nobody. Here's the thing though. It was third and eight. Jalen Hurts in that Philadelphia Eagles offense would have had to then drive the field and get in field goal position for this even to matter. What happens if Jalen Hurts fumbles? What happens if Jalen Hurts throws an interception? What happens if a receiver tips the ball and then lands into one of the safety's hands? Like, how are we going to guarantee, from the Eagles' perspective, that they even get down the field in the field goal range? We can't do that. You can't start with that being the one thing, and then also I'll throw the coach's cliche out there. And Nick Sirianni said it, and we do have that audio as well, that it can't come down to one play. Like you got play like They co- coached a better game, they played a better game, and executed in some of the bigger moments. We lost the football game. There Let,
2: it is. Let's focus in on that. Ken Levica Live here on a Monday on ESPN 106.3. Sorry, Theo and Stone featuring Ken Lavica <laughs> here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey, spring training's coming up. In fact, pitchers and catchers starting to trickle in. And you know where spring training is a pleasure to behold? The ballpark of the Palm Beach is ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets. You like that Grapefruit League? They're giving you that Grapefruit League. It is the home of the world champion, Houston Astros. Now the football's over. Sights are set. Baseball's coming, people. The Houston Astros, they call... The ballpark of the Palm Beach is home. The Washington Nationals, they call the ballpark of the Palm Beach is home. And your spring training headquarters, you call the ballpark of the Palm Beach is home. Get your spring training tickets. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. It's not only the Astros. It's not only the Nationals. It's not only the Yankees and the Red Sox and teams like that coming through. It's the sunshine. Mm. It's the green grass. Mm. It's the the not-a-single-bad-seat-in-the-house. Hello. It is the afternoons playing hooky from work. It's the food. It's the cocktails. It's the beer. It is spring training in all its glory at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches. All right. So, yes, there was a defensive holding call, okay? And, yes, again, James Bradbury, who committed – the defensive holding call, he admitted that, yeah, I held him. I was hoping the officials would let it slide. So, again, this was, this was the play that eliminated the Eagles having any realistic chance of winning this football game last night once it happened, once it happened, okay? So here's, here is on third down, this is James Bradbury who, who grabs Juju Smith-Schuster. The flag flies. One of the few flags in the game. A defensive hold is called, new set it down. So now the Chiefs can tick down the clock and Harrison Butker can come in, which he did, and knock through a chip shot field goal with eight seconds left to go. But James Bradbury, after the game, when asked, Hey, was that a penalty? Did you feel like that was unfair that that was called against you? This is what the man who committed the penalty, this is the Eagles, James Bradbury, explaining his side of things. Like you
1: on it enough for that.
3: I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref.
2: It's a big game, um, and it was, it was a hold, so they called it. It was a hold, so they called it. Thought he could let it slide. It was a hold, so they called it. That's, that's in the words of James Bradbury himself. Okay? Yeah. Now, Nick Sirianni was also asked about it, and Nick Sirianni would be the one that I would think would be saying, man, it's tough to call that. In that moment, our guys work so hard. But listen to what Nick Sirianni said when meeting with the media when asked about whether or not he agreed with the defensive holding call.
5: Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not. It's not my job to. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there. But it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second. Um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, it, I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes it, it's not, it's not what it is, right? It, it's not what it is. There's, there, there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game. And, and, and today they were better than we were.
2: Nick Sirianni's right. Nick Sirianni's right. And I even, and we're going to make fun of it and we have made fun of it, but I understand the reaction of Michael Barkin who threw a tantrum on NBC Sports Philadelphia last night. I understand this reaction. I do. We make fun of it, but I I completely understand it, and I'll explain why. Here's Michael Byerkan on NBC Sports Philadelphia.
6: They withstood the injury of Jalen Hurts, and then they get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line and an incomplete pass, and Carl Sheppard's team with a call. I mean, utter, complete is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways, and you've got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl, and that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car.
2: Now, hear me out. <laughs> Did James Bradbury admit to committing the penalty? Yes. Did Nick Siriani have a very mature response to whether or not it ultimately mattered Yes, that said, like I don't know, I don't know if that gets called at any point in the game. It seemed negligible to the play. Like that's that's my biggest issue with it. And maybe this is just me wanting to see an epic end of the game and seeing Jalen Hurts get a shot. Maybe that maybe subconsciously that's what this is. But I thought that that grab and you could call a hold any play, any time in any game of football that's played, right? You could call a hold anytime you want. That seemed unnecessary to call. But it's not just that it seemed unnecessary to call with under two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. It seemed unnecessary to call at any point during the course of the game, especially considering that call hadn't been made at any point The rest of the evening. And so that's where it rubs me the wrong way. It seemed like it was officiating just to officiate. And that is what drives me crazy about it. And the Chiefs rightfully won. This isn't me trying to discredit the Chiefs or trying to put down, Theo, what you felt. Because trust me. If the Dolphins were in a Super Bowl and an asteroid came hurtling from space and leveled the 11 members of the team that the Dolphins were facing on the other side of the ball in the middle of a play and the Dolphins scored the game-winning touchdown that way, you know what? I wouldn't care. And I'd say, Dolphins win. I wouldn't be saying, oh, well, it was it was, uh, it was was unfair that the rest of the team got killed by an asteroid while Tyree Kill was streaking down the sideline. I don't care. Give me that Lombardi trophy. I don't care. Yeah. But the officiating... The officiating just to officiate in that moment, but really at any point in the game, to me, that's annoying. That's annoying because it didn't affect the play in any way, shape, or form, yet they still called it. And that's what drives me crazy about the play. The flag was unnecessary.
3: Here's, here's where I will, I will contend with you. It did affect the play. It affected the play he held him on his break in a route where he needs to create separation there for Mahomes to have a window to throw it in between the safety who was over the top and the corner who was in man coverage who got beat by Juju but held to stay in the play. So, like, it affected the play, and especially because Patrick Mahomes threw that ball, the ref kind of had no choice but to call it because the ref saw the hold. And I think there's a chance if Mahomes doesn't throw it to Juju – the ref lets that hold slide. But there was a third and eight in the first quarter where Juju was being held. I don't know if it was by Bradbury again this time, but where Juju was coming over the middle, it was clear, a lot of contact. And,
2: and, and, uh, Juju and that, it was a no
3: call. I remember that. And it was a no call. And okay, so they got away with that one. Maybe that's a 50-50 call. But when the game is on the line, because we saw a similar route from Travis Kelsey, the first touchdown, right? Where he started inside, broke outside, over the top, Mahomes laid it there perfectly, touchdown. If Juju was able to come off of his break clean without being held past five yards, that could have been easily a touchdown. If you're saying Mahomes can't make that throw? Like it affected the play. And I'll let, I guess, the authority on these things, Stone LeBanowitz, who played quarterback, tell me
4: if that actually affected the play. I think you're spot on, but I just want to take your point a step further. Let's say that that flag doesn't get thrown in the Chiefs lineup for a field goal. And Harrison Bucker then again hits that left upright, doinks it, they don't make it. And then the Philadelphia Eagles drive down the field and kick a walk off field goal. Yeah. Now we're burning the referees for not calling that penalty and then costing the Chiefs the game. So it's really preference who you're rooting for at this point because 100% it hindered him getting to that spot in the end zone. You're taught as a receiver to chase somebody's heels on an in-breaking grout like that. It was a whip that ended up turning into a wheel, an but improvisation. You, but I, I
2: I, bet we can go back through the film of the game and the All-22, and we could find five, six, seven instances of defensive holding significantly more egregious than what we saw on that play inside of two minutes left to go last I, I hear you, but that's my biggest problem is it was officiating
4: just to officiate because it felt like, oh, we need to throw a flag here. But I don't think that's what matters going through All-22 because it wasn't with two minutes left in the game. It wasn't on a third down call that had... Could have definitely changed the entire trajectory of the game. So I think it was a call you had to make. Because what happens if you don't? Right, Like that's the conversation that we're having next. It was a
3: hold. We can all agree it was a a hole. But
2: you
4: can find a hold on any play. Any play ever played.
2: So
3: don't do it. Don't do it in the pivotal moments. Don't do it in the first quarter. So that's a quarter lot easier either. said than done. I mean, I know how many times we'll we'll
2: get beat? you don't get called because you wouldn't we'll get beat. You know how to sneakily take advantage of a situation like that's it's, So wouldn't,
3: it, that's a, it's a risk you take when you commit a penalty, though. That's the only thing I'm saying is like, don't blame the refs for officiating the way that the rule book tells you to officiate. If you commit the penalty, you run the risk of being called for it. If you don't get called for it, good job, you got away with it. You game the system. If you do get, it's like running a red light. You can run red lights 20 times and not get caught. The one time you get a ticket, <laughs> you can't be like... That. I'm just saying, don't do But the one time you get
4: a ticket, you can't be like, these damn cops.
3: Like, No, you ran the
2: red <laughs> They're light. They're kidding me. All, you ran yeah. the red light.
4: All three players in this situation executed to perfection. James Bradbury gets away with that 8 out of 10 times. Yeah. It's great defense, to be completely honest with you. Juju, expert stuff, creating contact, stepping on his toes, trying to make him hold you, get that jersey yeah. pull, and then Patrick Mahomes... Expert stuff throwing that football. Knowing there was contact, I had... So I was was going to ask
2: you this. I was going to... And Theo and I are actually talking in the break. So we're going to bring in uh, the brain of former Division I college quarterback Stone the That ball was not going to be catchable. That was not a catchable throw from Pat Mahomes. But did he see the grab... And then just throw it that direction because he had a feeling a flag was coming and that he's not
4: throwing a pick if a flag doesn't come. For sure, it's a mix of both. It's a, I'm going to put it where Juju can get it and nobody else can get it, right? Far and outside. Two, oh, there's some contact there. I might as well but throw this George, ball. I have nothing to lose because sure. more or less we're going to kick a field goal.
2: I would argue if Juju's not hell, he's still not getting
3: that ball. That ball was near yeah, the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, it line. was too far. But that's what I was going and that's what we were asking. Like, <laughs> did he not throw the 50 50 ball to Juju because he knows if they pick it off? then, and the flag isn't called, then we're screwed versus if I throw it out the back of the end zone, the flag is called, or the flag isn't called, we can still kick the field goal. Like, was it a calculated overthrow from a guy who we didn't see miss any throws in the second half?
4: Yeah, I 100% I think it's a calculated throw. Like, it's a perfect situation to do that. Like I said, you have nothing to lose because you're going to get three points on the board no matter yeah. what. So I might as well throw this one out there far and away and hope something good comes from it. as A lot of quarterbacks do. Like, yeah. that's, your, that's your job. It's something that you can do that the play caller can't, that your offensive line can't, that the running backs can't. Nobody else on the field can do that. You're the one also creating that penalty, too. I think is calculated. I guess, it's calculated. Sure. I guess maybe for me, though, in a game that was so, full of such great plays
2: and heroic quarterback it's unfortunate play, for that to come up in that instance, it felt deflating to the moment where... This was a legacy game for both those quarterbacks. Mm. You had Mahomes and Hurts playing at the highest possible um, ability that they can, and that maybe maybe that's my reaction to it. I just felt like it was over officiating there, and it, it it didn't need to happen. And 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 Evan Cohen, Evan Cohen, former. ESPN West Palm uh, teammate our buddy our guy he he asked on his SiriusXM radio show this morning did it ruin the game did that call ruin the game I wouldn't say it ruined the game it just sort of deflated the moment for me but it didn't ruin the game because it's not like the Chiefs didn't deserve to win that game last night it just kept us from Jalen Hurts getting an opportunity where you don't know you don't know if he'd be able yeah. to do anything so I don't I I I just it didn't ruin it for me but I do want to ask it cuz the the outrage on social media after the call was was thick. It was severe last night. We heard NBC Sports Philadelphia, Michael Barkan, throwing bull bleep on, <laughs> on, 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 on local cable television. Did the defensive hold, the Carl Schaefer's defensive hold, ruin the game for you last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo and Stone say, hey, that's the breaks, man. That's the game. That's just... This is how it goes. Me, it it didn't ruin it, but it definitely felt deflating. Uh let's go to Big Homie. And Big Homie, I want to start by saying I'm trying to be sensitive to your needs. I'm very sorry for your loss.
7: Hey, I I can take my lumps. I, <laughs> I, I ain't complaining about that last the last play. Congratulations first uh congratulations, uh Theo, you bandwagon. Much
3: appreciated. Man. Much appreciated, man. dog. And good oh, season. I, good future for y'all too, uh, man.
7: But yeah, I'm not gonna harp on the last play, uh, the the holding, whether it was or was not. Everybody needs to be talking about the two wide open touchdowns to J or to Travis Kelsey and to Tony, yeah. because that was ultimately what lost us the game. Yeah. Two wide-open touchdowns to guys in the Super Bowl, man, is unacceptable. Our defensive coordinator needs to be getting some heat. We gave up 38 points to Patrick Mahomes, let that man rush for over 50 yards on one leg. Defense didn't get not one sack, so I'm definitely not putting it on, on no holding on Bradbury at the end of the game because it should have never came down to that. If we would have scored two touchdowns instead of two field goals, it doesn't even matter. So hats off to the Chiefs. Andy Reid out, out coached our defense. He made Gannon look like a, a college coach or a high school coach because you can't have two wide open, two wide open guys. Can't be, can't be wide open. Anyway, y'all, congratulations, congratulations to the Chiefs. Y'all have a
2: good day. Oh, yes, I appreciate sir. you, big homie. Gracious way to do it. That was definitely not. Um, that was that was definitely not Jonathan Gannon's finest moment last night.
4: Yeah. So the big homie just said he made him look like a college coach. No, you guys might not remember this play. It was a juju catch. So there was, and this is just an example Ooh, of. Bubble why screen. I think he got out coach. So let's talk about Ooh. that bubble screen. So I believe it was in that fourth quarter. It was, or maybe right out of the gates in the third. Doesn't matter. Third. I think it was third. So there was a, a false start, I believe, called on Kansas City in a play where it looked like the Chiefs were going to throw a bubble. That play doesn't get, they don't let the play play out. And then they dial up another play and they went with a pump bubble. So he pump faked a bubble and then ended up throwing a wheel, a slip wheel to Juju down the sideline. So I'm asking myself, okay, if you're Kansas City, you watched them see that you guys were going to run a bubble and then just the most elementary next step in a coach's thought process is, all right, let's fake the bubble. I'll fake it. Yeah. And then they pump fake the bubble and threw yeah. the wheel. And Juju like, was all by himself. All by himself. Mm, and I'm like, yeah. dear God. That was on the final possession, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. dear God, did you guys not just see what they did? And yeah. you're you're basically disrespecting Gannon and that Eagles staff on defense saying, damn, they'll fall for this. They'll bite on the bump. All three of the defenders bit on that bubble, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is elementary school stuff well, right here.
2: What That reminded me, too, the goal-to-go touchdown. Same thing. Um, so Lane Kiffin was a huge proponent when he was at FAU, and he still is at Ole Miss. You run the same play over and over and over again, but then you switch sides, and you keep running that over and over and over again. <laughs> and if you look at it, for the most part, the McKinnon touchdown is the same formation, or the as Skymore? The, Skymore. No, the Skymore. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Skymore. The Skymore touchdown is basically the same formation as the uh, Kadarius Tony touchdown. They yeah. just ran it to the different side, and so there's no communication. Same thing happens on the right that happened on the left, and it's a walk-in touchdown. Like same again, but that is and elementary. The- and it, it goes back, Stone. You said that I said all the time in the first hour. Football is simple. It's simple.
4: Yeah, the chief staff is laughing this morning Andy about Andy Reid simplified
2: that yeah. hell out of the
4: game. Like, basically, how on God's earth did that work? Like, you call that play, not expecting it to work in Skymore's favor. And you just pants him. And you're push. just holding, you're crossing your fingers saying, okay, we'll run it again, we'll see what happens. Because it was an early down, like, it was first and goal. Like, yeah. You're allowed to throw some of your stuff out there on these early downs. And he called it and they scored. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they are disrespecting this Eagles defensive staff right now. Yeah.
3: I, I laughed in that moment too. The second one I was the first one I was like, oh my gosh, Andy Greed is a genius. The second one, I laughed. I'm like, there's no way it worked twice. And also, as a Chiefs fan too, you're so nervous on those short down situations because we don't have the rugby play. We can't do Mahomes over the top. Yeah. Like you have to craft up fancy ways to get short yardage with a team that doesn't have the big yes. bulky power back. And they did it so magnificently. Yeah.
2: Uh, did the the defensive holding call ruin the game for you? And we'll still take your memorable and most lame moment from last night eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. By the way, I know that it is um, in the Sports Talk Radio Constitution to talk Super Bowl commercials. I got nothing. They, they
4: I, were mid. Besides the Tubi,
2: we got nothing. It was mid. mid. But yeah, the, the the Tubi thing because people thought something was wrong with their TV, but like. Yeah, super mid.
3: Those could have been AFC Championship commercials. Those yeah. could have been Divisional really Round different. commercials. It was, yeah, it was cool.
2: You and I could write a commercial right now and air it on ESPN West Palm be more entertaining yeah. than mm. what we And my saw fiance's in
3: that business of making ads, and she was sitting right next to me like, yeah, these commercials are
2: bad. Mid. Uh, Lee in Port St. Lucie. What's up, Lee?
0: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Great show. Thank you. Hey, real quick, and uh, I'm basically going to say this here about that holding call. Mm-hmm. Theo, and Stone and the gentleman, big homie, they pretty much surmised it, what I was going to say. That call could have went either way. It depends on what side you're on, yeah. whether or not you're going to like it or not. But referees have to call what they see. And they saw that, and I saw it. And, he, and Theo said it earlier. He impeded the guy's progress when he made that first move. Yes, he held him. But when he broke back outside, he just had his arm around him. That wasn't holding. But he held him before that. Mm. So he impeded his movement. So he had to call it, whether it's uh, in the beginning of the the game or at the end of the game. That's something you got to call. Somebody's going to like it and someone's not. And the Eagles guys don't like it. That's why that guy was all pissed off when he made his little speech there. He was pissed off because his team lost. That was a call that needed to be called. Lee,
2: Lee appreciate you. And again, uh, it didn't ruin the game for me, and I think that's level-headed. That that yeah. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to fight it so hard that people think that I'm gnashing my teeth in favor of the Eagles. And Philadelphia was wrong. No, like, but in that moment, especially because we had we were talking about in Stone. You said Carl Cheffers was uh, he threw the most flags, or he led the crew with the most flags all year. He led the NFL, the NFL, with the 12. entire league. Yeah, there were no there were there were no flags last that night was really by good. comparison. Like none. They
3: stayed
8: and out of the way.
2: In that moment, there's that when you had a legacy game for both quarterbacks. And I think that's where it's it's frustrating to me. But did it ruin the game? No. Did the defensive holding ruin the game? What were your most memorable and lamest moments from last night's game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. East Theodore CWP-TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. That big yellow train, Brightline, got to
2: love it. Stations West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Take the buzzer beater train for the heat. You need to use Brightline. It is so stress-free. It's the best way to get through South Florida. That's Brightline. Go Brightline.com, free Brightline app. Those stations, immaculate. The train, speedy and phenomenal. Snacks and drinks and AC. And again, not having to sit in gridlock traffic. One more you, you're you waiting for if you haven't taken Brightline. It is the only way to get through South Florida. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. That's go brightline.com and the free Brightline app. Let's bang through some calls real quick here. Chris in West Palm on Kelnavica Live. What's going on, Chris?
0: Hey, not too much, Ken. Yeah, the one thing I didn't like in the Super Bowl is when everybody boos it, Dak Prescott, for the Walter
2: Payton
1: Award. That's yes, real. Stone, love you. Stone love you.
2: was before the show. Stone was going off on that. That was extremely classless. Nice. I, and I understand Philadelphia fans have this reputation and they love it and they boo and they do that whole thing. But what's the point of that? Like, what are you accomplishing with that? Is that cute? I don't think so.
0: Yeah that that was straight hate there i'm not even a cowboys fan either yeah it, it, it's needless
2: it's needless because philadelphia fans think they need to act a certain way what i'll say too as well as a jumping off point for that is hey eagles fans next time maybe after winning an nfc championship you won't start climbing light poles and breaking through bus stop roofs like you actually did something
3: mm, <laughs> for the, right, I, premature celebration because just like they were at halftime i
2: cautioned <laughs> them you saw what happened in the world series mm, mm, and guess mm, mm. what happened here and guess what's next the Sixers. Mm.
3: Ooh, that, but well, they that, won't even get to the big I stage.
2: like
4: that. But for the Dak Prescott stuff, I mean, if they just showed him like they showed LeBron, yeah, you can boom, right? Get it. A bunch of Cowboys fans out there. But after the Walter Payton award yeah. winner gets announced, like, the we, guy who does the most community service yes. and the most for the fans, right. children, all this, we boom, no idea what's going and on And I'm there, pretty really. sure, wasn't he doing a lot for mental
3: health awareness yes. because of what happened to his brother? Yeah. I read the room. And Eagles fans still—that um, was sick.
2: That was weird. I read, just read, yeah. read the room. Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Sean?
8: How you doing, guys? Good. I appreciate you taking the call. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a night to think about it, and then and, and I'm not a fan of either team. I'm just a fan, you know, big fan of sports, sure. big fan of football, obviously. I just after I thought about it, you know, I, I think I think outside of Philadelphia and you know the city of Philadelphia and the fans. I think everybody kind of felt the same way after the call. It, 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 and it essentially, it came from a kind of a selfish place as a fan. You know, we kind of just wanted to see what if you know what could possibly have happened. And at the moment, and in that moment, we we're, we're kind of took away from the fact that yes, it was maybe the best, if not one of the best Super Bowls that we've ever seen. So I think we kind of all got caught up in the moment as far as the flag. And my question to you guys is. You know, the, the whole rule, and I'm not sure, forgive me for not knowing the official rule, but the, the over, overthrow aspect of the, of the penalty itself, is that still brought into the, to the, the consideration of whether I should throw the flag on it if the ball is overthrown? On a, on a on pass catchable?
2: interference, it would come into play, but not on a defensive hold. A hold yeah. is a hold. Anytime you impede yeah. a, a pass catcher or a potential pass catcher, yep. that's going to be a hold. So they, if a, a, know, a pass interference is where that would apply, and appreciate the call. Yeah, that's true. Um, but
3: but Just two different calls. Yeah, that but, was
2: different. That was different than a PI
3: because you can hold somebody on a route and even the ball go on a different side right. of the field, and right. you have to call that hold. But exactly. a PI would be.
2: That's what makes defensive holding the most frustrating damn penalty yeah. in the entire sport. God, I hate that
3: penalty because it can happen away from the ball, exactly. and still be called to
2: a receiver that's not even really a part of the play. Yeah.
3: then you say, oh, well, held, so that's why it wasn't. But the a reason the they have to do that is because if I hold you on the route, then come on. You oh, know.
2: make no mistake. If I played football, if I was in the secondary, I'd be holding absolutely <laughs> everybody. Um, when we come back, Theo Dorsey, he, he. Uh, He's able to navigate through Twitter. Come on. And he does it because we don't want to. Stone and I don't want to do that. So, Theo, he looks for the best and the worst, the treasure and the trash of Twitter, and he brings it in a very succinct and efficient box-like presentation for you when we come back. Theo does it, though, willingly, especially today, because he is happy, he's a Chiefs champion, mm. and he's hungover as hell. <laughs> he's Theo Dorsey, <laughs> WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live
1: on ESPN 106.3. Ladies. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 1063. Theo Dorsey, he is, he is truly a hero. Because
2: Twitter, and Stone would agree, is an absolute cesspool. Just a bubbling massive crap. But Theo says, you know what? I'm confident in myself. Mm. I like where I'm at mentally right now. And so every week he goes through that Hellscape app and he finds, well, yeah, something good, but also the worst thing he can find. And then he talks about it here on Ken Levick Live. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter Trash. Twitter treasure.
1: The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at SWA.org slash recycle right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure.
0: I'm going
3: right back to the well with this one. Um, It's funny that you can find treasure in the same spot twice. It's like I'm at the end of a rainbow whenever I go to Aaron Ladd's Twitter. Shout out to Channel 41 out there in Kansas City, Aaron Ladd, my guy. Appreciate you, Aaron. And this is him with Patrick Mahomes Sr., not after the AFC Championship game, but after the Super Bowl.
1: Hey, it was Joe Burrow last week. It's Philly this week. Philly Blunt.
3: The Philly Blunt this week. It feels so sweet to be atop the mountaintop, and it also feels great to hear Patrick Mahomes Sr. reflect on it. I'm sure he's somewhere still. Puffing oh. on that Philly
2: Blunt. Oh, man, Pat Mahomes Sr. is the
3: man. Yeah. That's good treasure right there. Now let's go to the flip side of the coin. I always gotta bring you the Twitter trash as well. And and this also comes um following the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57, Chiefs win 38-35. Um, NBC Sports Philly. And here's the thing, too, before before we toss to the sound, the trash isn't just what he said, because we've already gone over this time and time again. Oh. Um, with the remarks, What's his name again? The guy, the NBC Sports Uh, Philly guy. The man's
2: name is Michael Barkan, NBC Sports Philadelphia.
3: Michael Barkan. I'm sure he's a nice guy somewhere deep down. The trash is his outfit. The big bright blue outfit, the goofy fit he put on. This is Super Bowl 57, the big stage. He puts on that whack outfit, which you got to go to Twitter to check out and see, and then delivers this statement that we have to all now listen to.
6: They withstood the injury of Jalen Hurts, and then they get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line, and an incomplete pass, and Carl Sheppard's team with a call. I mean, utter complete is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways, and you got you've got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl, and that should never happen. I'm going to be
3: in the car. I'm going to be in the car crying as blue as his suit was, his tears dripping down his face. Huh. Trash. Trash. But you know what? You as
2: a is a confident,
3: established TV man, you're not going to accept that. Come on, man. I need better. You're supposed to be a professional. You're supposed to be setting the way. Let's get somebody in there that can show some professionalism and class <laughs> after a big game like that. And we're not going to recycle that trash. We're going to throw it right into the dumpster. But. The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County wants you to know how to recycle right. And, you know, tomorrow's a big lover's day. And to those who do live in Palm Beach County and know how lucky we are to be surrounded by some of South Florida's most beautiful natural resources. This Valentine's Day, if you have a heart for spending time in nature, preserve the natural areas that you love for the people you love by recycling right. By properly disposing of your waste and recyclables, you're helping to keep them out of our environment. Learn more about Recycling Right from the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County at SWA.org slash Recycle Right and throw away those trash takes right along with that trash blue suit.
2: Theo Dorsey bringing it again. Another edition of Twitter Trash, Twitter Treasure. Now, tomorrow, Theo, you're going to be at PGA National, right?
3: Yes, yes. Kind of classic kind kind of the of classic. Yeah, I'll be participating. Do you know who you're playing with? Uh, Yes, I'm playing with Michael. Wait, I think Jay's playing. A WPTV team It's going to be a foursome from WPTV. I might be the worst, (laughs) but I'm still going to go out there with pride because I'm already a champion.
2: Wow. Theo's going to be golfing. Stone and I will be on the air, but we're going to be at the Delray Tennis Open. Mm. So we're going the tennis route. Theo's going the golf route. We'll talk with Theo at some point tomorrow to see if he's hacked up the course (laughs) in advance of the Honda Classic. A lot of repairs needed. That's Theo. He's a Chiefs champion. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah.
0: Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah.
1: From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
2: Didn't even get to Stone's the most memorable best moment best and lamest moment best and best from the Super Bowl last best night. Best and again, we keep taking your calls, take your social media. Day after the Super Bowl, we reminisce, it's what we do. Theo Dorsey, Chiefs fan, tried and true. I don't hmm. need now again, we tease him because on this show, he declared himself a Chiefs fan. August 16th, August 16th, 2022, is yes, when, sir. in his own signing day ceremony, a la high school football into college football, Theo Dorsey selected the Kansas City Chiefs hat and became a Chiefs fan, leaving his Panthers fandom behind. But Best decision I've made in a while. You rode with him through thick and thin this year. Yeah. So Theo earned it.
3: They told me to be a nine-win team. I mean, I literally was told by a show host on ESPN mm-hmm. 106.3, that the Chiefs would be a nine-win
2: team. Was that me? I don't remember. No, no, no. It
3: was Josh Cullen. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
2: I mean, I know I said that I didn't think the Chiefs yeah, were going to win the Super Bowl, but I you didn't
3: nine wins. You weren't that much on the, on the throne of doubt. There were other people that doubted heavier for but sure. But then
2: there's me on Friday. There's me on Friday. And again, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to own it. I'm not too proud. I'm not too proud. I know I'm a dope. This was me Friday on the show that has my name on it, and I did this. I should just – this should just be – Theo and Stone featuring Ken from here on out after, after this. <laughs> this right, is here's my bull prediction. Uh-oh. The Eagles win by three scores. Uh-oh. Three scores. The Eagles win the Super Bowl over the Chiefs by three scores on Sunday.
4: So I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Did you hear me say, uh-oh? Uh-oh.
2: Kind of knew, Stone what was knew coming. Stone knew. Because I I again I ignored a Vegas line, a one-point line. Stone, Stone has been killing me for it because I refuse to believe that Vegas is like just on board with every single line and every over-under. Stone believes in it religiously. He does. And I am fighting it, but there's more and more evidence that I need to. Need to move over to Stone's side of uh, of the fence here. Yeah,
4: I'll use that as my most memorable moment. It was looking at every Vegas sportsbook statistic saying that 99% of the bets are on Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception. 99% of the bets are on Miles Sanders to rush over 60 yards. 99% of the bets are on this, that, and this. 33% of the bets ended up falling on Kansas City. Like, Vegas never loses, people. Like, when you're determining on where a game's going to land... Start with where the line is. Start yeah. with where the money's going because that's typically how it plays out. What about most lame? What was your most lame moment last night from the game? Nothing crazy. I'll agree with Theo. I think the backlash for the holding call is uh, a little annoying. Nobody wants to hear an Eagles fan's complain about it. Nobody even thinks that it matters. that Because here's the thing. Oh, I wouldn't say nobody. Here's the thing, though. It was third and eight. Jalen Hurts and that Philadelphia Eagles offense would have had to then drive the field And get in field goal position for this even to matter. What happens if Jalen Hurts fumbles? What happens if Jalen Hurts throws an interception? What happens if a receiver tips the ball and then lands into one of the safety's hands? Like, how are we going to guarantee, from the Eagles' perspective, that they even get down the field in the field goal range? We can't do that. You can't start with that being the one thing, and then also I'll throw the coach's cliche out there. And Nick, Nick Sirianni said it, and we do have that audio as well, that it can't come down to one play. You got outplayed. Like, they coached a better game. They played a better game and executed in some of the bigger moments. We lost the football game. There
2: it is. Let's focus in on that. Ken LaVica live here on a Monday on ESPN 1063. Sorry, Theo and Stone featuring Ken (laughs) LaVica here on ESPN 1063. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey, spring training's coming up. In fact, pitchers and catchers starting to trickle in. And you know where spring training is a pleasure to behold. The ballpark of the Palm Beach is ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your spring training tickets. You like that Grapefruit League? They're giving you that Grapefruit League. It is the home of the world champion, Houston Astros. Now the football's over. Sites are set. Baseball's coming, people. The Houston Astros, they call... The ballpark of the Palm Beach is home. The Washington Nationals, they call the ballpark of the Palm Beach is home. And your spring training headquarters, you call the ballpark of the Palm Beach is home. Get your spring training tickets. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. It's not only the Astros. It's not only the Nationals. It's not only the Yankees and the Red Sox and teams like that coming through. It's the sunshine. Mm. It's the green grass. Mm. It's the not-a-single-bad-seat-in-the-house. Hello. It is the afternoons playing hooky from work. It's the food. It's the cocktails. It's the beer. It is spring training in all its glory at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches. All right. So, yes, there was a defensive holding call, okay? And, yes, again, James Bradbury, who committed – the defensive holding call. He admitted that yeah, I held him. I was hoping the officials would let it slide. So again, this was this was the play that eliminated the Eagles having any realistic chance of winning this football game last night. Once it happened, once it happened, okay? So here's here is on third down. This is James Bradbury who who grabs Juju Smith-Schuster. The flag flies. One of the few flags in the game. A defensive hold is called, new set it down. So now the Chiefs can tick down the clock and Harrison Butker can come in, which he did and knock through a chip shot field goal with 8 seconds left to go. But James Bradbury, after the game when asked, "Hey, was that a penalty? Did you feel like that was unfair that that was called against you?" This is what the man who committed the penalty. This is the Eagles James Bradbury explaining his side of things. Like
1: on, in the for that call.
3: I mean that's not up for my judgment, you know. I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref, It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it.
2: It was a hold, so they called it. Thought he could let it slide. It was a hold, so they called it. That's that's in the words of James Bradbury himself. Okay. Yeah. Now Nick Sirianni was also asked about it, and Nick Sirianni would be the one that I would think be saying, "Man, it's tough to call that." in that moment. Our guys work so hard. But listen to what Nick Sirianni said when meeting with the media when asked about whether or not he agreed with the defensive holding call. Um,
5: you know, I'm not, I'm not... It's not my job to, uh, you know... I mean, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in in split second, um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he and he called it. And so, that's never. It, I, I know it always appears to be that. You know, it's one call that makes the. It's not. it's not what it is, right? It's not what it is. There's, there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game. And, and today, they were better than we were. Nick
2: Sirianni's right. Nick Sirianni's right. And I even, and we're gonna make fun of it, and we have made fun of it. But I understand the reaction of Michael Barkan who threw a tantrum on NBC Sports Philadelphia last night. I understand this reaction. I do. We make fun of it, but I, I completely understand it, and I'll explain why. Here's Michael Byrkhan on NBC Sports Philadelphia.
6: They withstood the injury of Jalen Hurts, and then they get to a third and eight on the 15 yard line and an incomplete pass, and Carl Shepherd's team with a call. I mean, utter complete is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways, and you've got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl, and that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car. Now, hear me out.
2: <laughs> Did James Bradbury admit to committee the penalty? Yes. Did Nick Sirianni have a very mature response to whether or not it ultimately mattered Yes. That said, like I don't know, I don't know if that gets called at any point in the game. It seemed negligible to the play. Like that's that's my biggest issue with it. And maybe this is just me wanting to see an epic end of the game and seeing Jalen Hurts get a shot. Maybe that. Maybe subconsciously that's what this is. But I thought that that grab and you could call a hold any play, any time in any game of football that's played, right? You could call a hold anytime you want. That seemed unnecessary to call. But it's not just that it seemed unnecessary to call with under two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. It seemed unnecessary to call at any point during the course of the game, especially considering that call hadn't been made at any point the rest of the evening. And so that's where it rubs me the wrong way. It seemed like it was officiating just to officiate. And that is what drives me crazy about it. And the Chiefs rightfully won. This isn't me trying to discredit the Chiefs or trying to put down, Theo, what you felt. Because trust me, if the Dolphins were in a Super Bowl and an asteroid came hurtling from space and leveled the 11 members of the team that the Dolphins were facing on the other side of the ball in the middle of a play and the Dolphins scored the game-winning touchdown that way, you know what? I wouldn't care. And I'd say, Dolphins win. I wouldn't be saying, oh, well, it was it was, uh, it was was unfair that the rest of the team got killed by an asteroid while Tyree Kill was streaking down the sideline. I don't care. Give me that Lombardi trophy. I don't care. Yeah. But the officiating... The officiating just to officiate in that moment, but really at any point in the game, to me, that's annoying. That's annoying because it didn't affect the play in any way, shape, or form, yet they still called it. And that's what drives me crazy about the play. The flag was unnecessary.
3: Here's, here's where I will, I will contend with you. It did affect the play. It affected the play he held him on his break in a route where he needs to create separation there for Mahomes to have a window to throw it in between the safety who was over the top and the corner who was in man coverage who got beat by Juju but held to stay in the play. So, like, it affected the play, and especially because Patrick Mahomes threw that ball, the ref kind of had no choice but to call it because the ref saw the hold. And I think there's a chance if Mahomes doesn't throw it to Juju – the ref lets that hold slide. But there was a third and eight in the first quarter where Juju was being held. I don't know if it was by Bradbury again this time, but where Juju was coming over the middle, it was clear, a lot of contact. And,
2: and, and, uh, Juju and that, it was a no
3: call. I remember that. And it was a no call. And okay, so they got away with that one. Maybe that's a 50-50 call. But when the game is on the line, because we saw a similar route from Travis Kelsey, the first touchdown, right? where he started inside, broke outside, over the top, Mahomes laid it there perfectly, touchdown. If Juju was able to come off of his break clean without being held past five yards, that could have been easily a touchdown. If you're saying Mahomes can't make that throw? Like It affected the play, and I'll let, I guess, the authority on these things, Stone Lebanowitz,
4: who played quarterback, tell me if that actually affected the play. I think you're spot on, but I just want to take your point a step further. Let's say that that flag doesn't get thrown in the Chiefs' lineup for a field goal. Harrison Bucker then again hits that left upright, doinks it, they don't make it. And then the Philadelphia Eagles drive down the field and kick a walk off field goal. Yeah. Now we're burning the referees for not calling that penalty and then costing the Chiefs the game. So it's really preference who you're rooting for at this point because 100% it hindered him getting to that spot in the end zone. You're taught as a receiver to chase somebody's heels on an in-breaking route like that. It was a whip that ended up turning into a wheel, an but improvisation. You, but I, I I, bet we can go back through the film of the game and the All-22
2: and we could find five, six, seven instances of defensive holding significantly more egregious than what we saw on that play inside of two minutes left to go last
8: I, I hear you, but that's my
4: biggest problem is it was officiating just to officiate because it felt like, oh, we need to throw a flag here. But I don't think that's what matters going through All-22 because it wasn't with two minutes left in the game. It wasn't on a third down call that had could have definitely changed the entire trajectory of the game. So I think it was a call you had to make because what happens if you don't? Right? Like that's the conversation that we're having
2: next. It was a hold.
3: We can all agree it was it was was a hold. But
2: you can find a hold on any play, any play ever played. So
3: don't do it. Don't do it in the pivotal moments. Don't do it in the first. So that's a quarter lot easier either. said than done.
2: I you don't get called because you it, wouldn't it, it, get beat. You know how to sneakily take advantage of a situation like that's it's, So wouldn't, it, that's a, it's a risk you take when you
3: commit a penalty. Though that's the only thing I'm saying is like, don't blame the refs for officiating the way that the rule book tells you to officiate. If you commit the penalty, you run the risk of being called for it. If you don't get called for it, good job, you got away with it. You game the system. If you do get, it's like running a red light. You can run red lights 20 times and not get caught. The one time you get a ticket, <laughs> you can't be like... That. I'm just
4: saying, don't do it. But the one time you get a ticket, you can't be like, these damn cops. Like, No, you ran the red <laughs> light. You're not me. All, you ran yeah. the red light. All three players in this situation executed to perfection. James Bradbury gets away with that 8 out of 10 times. Yeah. It's great defense, to be completely honest with you. Juju, expert stuff, creating contact, stepping on his toes, trying to make him hold you, get that jersey yeah. pull, and then Patrick Mahomes... Expert stuff throwing that football, so did, knowing there was contact. That ball I was, have... so I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. ask you
2: this. I was gonna, and Theo and I are actually talking in the break. So we're gonna bring in uh, the brain of former Division One college quarterback Stone the Banowitz. That ball was not going to be catchable. That was not a catchable throw from Pat Mahomes. But did he see the grab? And then just throw it that direction because he had a feeling a flag was coming and that he's not throwing a pick if a flag
4: doesn't come. For sure, it's a mix of both. It's a, I'm going to put it where Juju can get it and nobody else can get it, right? Far and outside. Two, oh, there's some contact there. I might as well but throw this George, ball. I have nothing to lose because sure. more or less we're going to kick a field goal. I would
2: argue if Juju's not hell, he's still not getting that ball. That ball was near yeah, the yeah, back it line. was too far. But that's what I was going and that's what we were asking.
3: Like, <laughs> did he not throw the 50 50 ball to Juju because he knows if they pick it off? then, and the flag isn't called, then we're screwed versus if I throw it out the back of the end zone, the flag is called, or the flag isn't called, we can still kick the field goal. Like, was it a calculated overthrow from a guy who we didn't see miss any throws in the second half? Yeah,
4: 100% I think it's a calculated throw. Like, it's a perfect situation to do that. Like I said, you have nothing to lose because you're going to get three points on the board no matter yeah. what. So I might as well throw this one out there far and away and hope something good comes from it. as a lot of quarterbacks do. Like, yeah. that's, your, that's your job. It's something that you can do that the play caller can't, that your offensive line can't, that the running backs can't. Nobody else on the field can do that. You're the one also creating that penalty, too. I think it's calculated. I guess guess maybe for me, though, in a game that was
2: full of such great plays and heroic quarterback play, for that to come up in that instance, it felt deflating to the moment where... This was a legacy game for both those quarterbacks. Mm. You had Mahomes and Hurts playing at the highest possible um, ability that they can, and that maybe maybe that's my reaction to it. I just felt like it was over officiating there, and it, it it didn't need to happen. And 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 Evan Cohen, Evan Cohen, former ESPN West Palm uh, teammate, our buddy, our guy. He, he asked on his SiriusXM radio show this morning, did it ruin the game? Did that call ruin the game? I wouldn't say it ruined the game. It just sort of deflated the moment for me. But it didn't ruin the game because it's not like the Chiefs didn't deserve to win that game last night. It just kept us from Jalen Hurts getting an opportunity. Where You don't know. You don't know if he'd be able yeah. to do anything. So I don't, I I I just, it didn't ruin it for me. But I do want to ask it because the, the outrage on social media after the call was was thick. It was severe last night. We heard NBC Sports Philadelphia, Michael Barkhan throwing bull bleep on 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 on, on local cable television. Did the defensive hold the Carl Schafer's defensive hold ruin the game for you last night? 888 760 3776 888-760-3776. Theo and Stone say, hey, that's the breaks, man. That's the game. That's just that's just how it goes. me, It it didn't ruin it, but it definitely felt deflating. Uh, Let's go to Big Homie. And, Big Homie, I want to start by saying I'm trying to be sensitive to your needs. I'm very sorry for your loss.
7: Hey, I appreciate it. I can take my lumps. I <laughs> I, I ain't complaining about that last, the last play. Congratulations, first. Uh, congratulations, uh, Theo. You bandwagon. Much appreciated.
3: Man. Much appreciated, man. dog. And good oh, season. I, good future for y'all too, uh, man.
7: But yeah, I'm not gonna harp on the last play. Uh, the the holding, whether it was or was not. Everybody needs to be talking about the two wide open touchdowns to Jace or to Travis Kelsey and to Tony, because that was ultimately what lost us the game. Two wide-open touchdowns to guys in the Super Bowl, man, is unacceptable. Our defensive coordinator needs to be getting some heat. We gave up 38 points to Patrick Mahomes, let that man rush for over 50 yards on one leg. Defense didn't get not one sack, so I'm definitely not putting it on on no holding on Bradbury at the end of the game because it should have never came down to that. If we would have scored two touchdowns instead of two field goals, it doesn't even matter. So hats off to the Chiefs. Andy Reid out out coached our defense. He made Gannon look like a, a college coach or a high school coach because you can't have two wide open two wide open guys. Can't be can't be wide open. Anyway, y'all, congratulations, congratulations to the Chiefs. Y'all have a good day.
2: Oh, yes, I appreciate
3: sir. you, big homie. Gracious way to do it.
2: That was definitely not um, that was that was definitely not Jonathan Gannon's finest moment last
4: night. Yeah. So the big homie just suddenly made him look like a college coach. No, you guys might not remember this play. It was a juju catch. So there was, and this is just an example Ooh, of bubble why screen. I think he got out coach. So let's talk about Ooh. that bubble screen. So I believe it was in that fourth quarter. It was, or maybe right out of the gates in the third. Doesn't third. matter. I think it was third. So there was a, a false start, I believe, called on Kansas City in a play where it looked like the Chiefs were gonna throw a bubble. That play doesn't get they don't let the play play out. And then they dial up another play, and they went with a pump bubble. So he pump faked a bubble and then ended up throwing a wheel, a slip wheel to Juju down the sideline. So I'm asking myself, okay, if you're Kansas City, you watched them see that you guys were going to run a bubble – and then just the most elementary next step in a coach's thought process is, all right, let's fake the bubble. Pump fake it, yeah. And then they pump fake the bubble and threw yeah. the wheel. And, and I'm like, Juju was all by himself. All by himself, mm, and I'm like, yeah. dear God. That was on the final possession, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. dear God, did you guys not just see what they did? And yeah. you're you're basically disrespecting Gannon and that Eagles staff on defense saying, damn, they'll fall for this. They'll bite on the bump. All three of the defenders bit on that bubble, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is elementary school stuff well, right here.
2: What That reminded me, too, the goal-to-go touchdown. Same thing. Um, so Lane Kiffin was a huge proponent when he was at FAU, and he still is at Ole Miss. You run the same play over and over and over again, but then you switch sides, and you keep running that over and over and over again. <laughs> and if you look at it, for the most part – the McKinnon touchdown is the same formation, or the as Skymore, the, Skymore. No, the Skymore. Sky, sorry, yeah, yeah, Skymore. The Skymore touchdown is basically the same formation as the uh, Kadarius Tony touchdown. Yeah. just ran it to the different side, and so there's no communication. Same thing happens on the right that happened on the left, and it's a walk-in touchdown. Like same again, but that is hey, elementary, the- and it, it goes back, Stone. You said that I say it all the time in the first hour. Football is simple. It's simple. Yeah, the chief staff
4: is laughing this morning. Andy Reid that.
2: simplified the yeah. hell out of the
4: game. Like basically, how on God's earth did that work? Like you call that play, not expecting it to work in Skymore's favor, and you just pants him, and push. you're just holding, you're crossing your fingers, saying, "Okay, we'll run it again. We'll see what happens." Because it was an early down, like it was first and goal. Like yeah. you're allowed to throw some of your stuff out there on these early downs. And he called it, and they scored. And I'm thinking, oh my god, they are disrespecting this Eagles defensive staff right now. Yeah, I
3: I laughed in that moment too. The second one, I was the first one. I was like, oh my gosh, Andy Greed is a genius. The second one, I laughed. I'm like, there's no way it worked twice. And also, as a Chiefs fan too, you're so nervous on those short down situations because we don't have the rugby play. We can't do Mahomes over the top yeah. like you have to craft up fancy ways to get short yardage with a team that doesn't have the big yes. bulky power back. And they did it so magnificently.
2: Yeah. Uh, did the the defensive holding call ruin the game for you? And we'll still take your memorable and most lame moment from last night. 760 By the way, I know that it is um, in the Sports Talk Radio Constitution to talk Super Bowl commercials. I got nothing. They, they I, were mid. Besides the Tubi, we got
4: nothing. It was mid.
2: But yeah, the the, the Tubi thing because people thought something was wrong with their TV. But like. Yeah, super mid. Those could have been AFC Championship
3: commercials. Those yeah, could have been Divisional Round really commercials. Different. It was, yeah, it was cool.
2: You and I could write a commercial right now and air it on ESPN West Palm be more entertaining yeah. than what mm. we And my saw fiance's in
3: that business of making ads, and she was sitting right next to me like, yeah, these commercials are bad.
2: Mid. Uh, Lee in Port St. Lucie. What's up, Lee?
0: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Great show. Thank you. Hey, real quick, and uh, I'm basically going to say this here about that holding call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Theo- and Stone and the gentleman, big homie, they pretty much surmised it, what I was going to say. That call could have went either way. It depends on what side you're on, yeah. whether or not you're going to like it or not. But referees have to call what they see, and they saw that, and I saw it. And, he, and Theo said it earlier. He impeded the guy's progress when he made that first move. Yes, he held him, but when he broke back outside, he just had his arm around him. That wasn't holding, but he held him before that, mm. so he impeded his movement. So he had to call it. Whether it's uh, in the beginning of the the game or at the end of the game, that's something you got to call. Somebody's going to like it and someone's not. And the Eagles guys don't like it. That's why that guy was all pissed off when he made his little speech there. He was pissed off because his team lost. That was a call that needed to be called. Lee,
2: Lee appreciate you. And again, uh-huh. it didn't ruin the game for me, and I think that's level-headed. That that yeah. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to fight it so hard that people think that I'm gnashing my teeth in favor of the Eagles. And Philadelphia was wrong. No, like, but in that moment, especially because we had we were talking about and Stone. You said Carl Sheffers, was uh, he threw the most flags, or he led the crew with the most flags all year. He led the NFL, the NFL, with the 12. entire league. Yeah, there were no there were there were no flags last that night really by good. comparison. Like none. They stayed and out of the way. In that moment, there's that when you had a legacy game for both quarterbacks. And I think that's where it's it's frustrating to me. But did it ruin the game? No. Did the defensive holding ruin the game? What were your most memorable and lamest moments from last night's game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. This Theodore CWP-TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBeca Live on ESPN 1063. That big yellow
2: train, Brightline, gotta love it. Stations West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Take the buzzer beater train for the heat. You need to use Brightline. It is so stress-free. It's the best way to get through South Florida. That's Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. Those stations, immaculate. The train, speedy and phenomenal. Snacks and drinks and A.C. And again, not having to sit in gridlock traffic. One more you, you're waiting for if you haven't taken Brightline. It is the only way to get through South Florida. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Let's bang through some calls real quick here. Chris in West Palm on Ken Levesque Live. What's going on,
0: Chris? Hey, not too much, Ken. Yeah, the one thing I didn't like in the Super Bowl is when everybody boos at Dak Prescott, for the Walter Payton That's Award. That's Stone, love you. Stone love you. was
2: before the show. Stone was going off on that. That was extremely classless. I, and I understand Philadelphia fans have this reputation and they love it and they boo and they do that whole thing. But what's the point of that? Like, what are you accomplishing with that? Is that cute? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, that that was straight there. I'm not even a
2: Cowboys fan either. Yeah, it, it, it's needless. It's needless because Philadelphia fans think they need to act a certain way. What I'll say, too, as well, as a jumping-off point for that, is, hey, Eagles fans, next time, maybe after winning an NFC championship, you won't start climbing light poles and breaking through bus stop roofs like you actually did something.
3: Mm, <laughs> the, right? I, Premature celebration, because just you didn't, like they were at halftime.
2: I cautioned <laughs> them. You saw what happened in the World Series, mm, mm, and mm, guess what mm, happened here? And
4: guess what's next? The Sixers.
2: Mm. Ooh, that, but well, that, they won't even get to the. Big I stage. like
4: that. But for the Dak Prescott stuff, I mean, if they just showed him like they showed LeBron, yeah, you can boom, right? Get it? A bunch of Cowboys fans out there. But after the Walter Payton Award yeah, winner gets announced, I the agree. guy who does the most community service yes. and the most for the fans, right. children, all this, we boom. No idea what's going and on. And I'm there, pretty.
3: Sure, wasn't he doing a lot for mental health awareness yes. because of what happened to his brother? Yeah. I read the room. And Eagles
2: fans still um, – that was sick. That was weird. Right, read – just read yeah. Read the room. Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Sean?
8: How you doing, guys? Good. Uh, appreciate taking the call. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a night to think about it, and, then, and I'm not a fan of either team. I'm just a fan – you know, big fan of sports, a sure. big fan of football, obviously. I just – after I thought about it, you know, I, th- I think outside of Philadelphia and, you know, the city of Philadelphia and the fans – I think everybody kind of felt the same way after the call. It, 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 and it essentially, it came from a kind of a selfish place as a fan. You know, we kind of just wanted to see what if you know what could possibly have happened. And at the moment, and in that moment, we kind of took away from the fact that yes, it was maybe the best, if not one of the best Super Bowls that we've ever seen. So I think we kind of all got caught up in the moment as far as the flag. And my question to you guys is. You know the the whole rule, and I'm not sure. Forgive me for not knowing the official rule, but the the over, overthrow aspect of the of the penalty itself is that still brought into the to the, the consideration of whether I should throw the flag or not if, if the ball is overthrown. On a, on a pass basketball?
2: interference, it would come into play, but not on a defensive hold. A hold yeah. is a hold. Anytime you impede yeah. a a pass catcher or a potential pass catcher, yep. that's going to be a hold. So they, if a, you know, a pass interference is where that would apply, and appreciate the call. Yeah, that's real. Um, but
3: Just but two different calls. Yeah, that but, was
2: different. That was different than a PI call
3: because you can hold somebody on a route and even the ball go on a different side right. of the field, and right. you have to call that hold. But exactly. a PI would be.
2: That's what makes defensive holding the most frustrating damn penalty yeah. in the entire sport. Gotta hate that penalty.
3: Because it can happen away from the ball exactly. and still be called. To
2: a receiver that's not even really a part of the play. Yeah. And then you say, oh,
3: there's So that's why it wasn't. But a the reason they have to do that is because if I hold you on the route, then come on. You
2: oh, know? make no mistake. If I played football, if I was in the secondary, I'd be holding absolutely <laughs> everybody. Um when we come back, Theo Dorsey, he he uh, is able to navigate through Twitter. Come on. And he does it because we don't want to. Stone and I don't want to do that. So, Theo, he looks for the best and the worst, the treasure and the trash of Twitter. And he brings it in a very succinct and efficient box like presentation for you when we come back. Theo does it, though, willingly, especially today because he is happy. He's a Chiefs champion mm. and he's hungover as hell. <laughs> he's Theo Dorsey, <laughs> WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX
1: Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. Ladies. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey, he is, he is truly a
2: hero. Because Twitter, and Stone would agree, is an absolute cesspool. Just a bubbling mass of crap. But Theo says, you know what? I'm confident in myself. Mm. I like where I'm at mentally right now. And so every week he goes through that Hellscape app and he finds, well, yeah, something good, but also the worst thing he can find. And then he talks about it here on Ken Levick Alive. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter
1: Trash treasure. The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at SWA.org Recycle Right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another
6: man's treasure.
3: I'm going right back to the well with this one. Um, it's funny that you can find treasure in the same spot twice. It's like I'm at the end of a rainbow whenever I go to Aaron Ladd's Twitter. Shout out to Channel 41 out there in Kansas City, Aaron Ladd, my guy.
1: Appreciate you, Aaron.
3: And this is him with Patrick Mahomes Sr., not after the AFC Championship game, but after the Super Bowl.
1: Hey, it was Joe Burrow last week. It's Philly this week. Philly Blunt.
3: The Philly Blunt this week. It feels so sweet to be atop the mountaintop, and it also feels great to hear Patrick Mahomes Sr. reflect on it. I'm sure he's somewhere still. Puffing oh. on that Philly blunt. Oh,
2: man, Pat Mahomes Sr. is the man. Yeah. That's good treasure right there.
3: Now let's go to the flip side of the coin. I always got to bring you the Twitter trash as well. And, and this also comes um, following the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, Chiefs win, 38-35, um, NBC Sports Philly. And here's the thing too, before, before we toss to the sound, the trash isn't just what he said because we've already gone over this time and time again. Oh. Um, With the remarks. What's his name again? The guy, the NBC Sports Uh, Philly guy. The man's
2: name is Michael Barkan, NBC Sports
3: Philadelphia. Michael Barkan. I'm sure he's a nice guy somewhere deep down. The trash is his outfit. The big bright blue outfit, the goofy fit he put on. This is Super Bowl 57, the big stage. He puts on that whack outfit, which you got to go to Twitter to check out and see, and then delivers this statement that we have to all now listen to.
6: They withstood the injury of Jalen Hurts, and then they get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line, and an incomplete pass, and call Shepard's team with a call. I mean, utter complete is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true, the officials go both ways, and you got you've got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl, and that should never happen. I'm, I'm going to be in
3: the car. Thing. I'm going to be in the car crying as blue as his suit was, his tears dripping down his face. Huh.
6: Trash.
2: Trash. But you know what? You as a is a confident, established TV man, you're not going to accept
3: that. Come on, man. I need better. You're supposed to be a professional. You're supposed to be setting the way. Let's get somebody in there that can show some professionalism and class <laughs> after a big game like that. And we're not going to recycle that trash. We're going to throw it right into the dumpster. But – The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County wants you to know how to recycle right. And, you know, tomorrow's a big lover's day. And to those who do live in Palm Beach County and know how lucky we are to be surrounded by some of South Florida's most beautiful natural resources, this Valentine's Day, if you have a heart for spending time in nature, preserve the natural areas that you love for the people you love by recycling right. By properly disposing of your waste and recyclables, you're helping to keep them out of our environment. Learn more about Recycling Right from the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County at SWA.org slash Recycle Right. And throw away those trash takes right along with that trash blue suit.
2: Theo Dorsey bringing it again. Another edition of Twitter Trash, Twitter Treasure. Now, tomorrow, Theo, you're going to be at PGA National, right? Yes,
3: yes. Kind of classic. Kind of classic. Yeah, I'll be...
2: Participating. Do you know who you're playing with?
3: Uh, yes, I'm playing with Michael. Wait, I think Jay's playing a WPTV team. It's going to be a foursome from oh, WPTV. Okay. I might be the worst, <laughs> but I'm still going to go out there with pride because I'm already a champion.
2: Wow. Theo's going to be golfing. Stone and I will be on the air, but we're going to be at the Delray Tennis Open. Mm. So we're going the tennis route. Theo's going the golf route. We'll talk with Theo at some point tomorrow to see if he's hacked up the course <laughs> in advance of the Honda Classic. <laughs> a 8. lot of repairs needed. That's Theo. He's the Chiefs champion. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: Three. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. That big
2: yellow train, Brightline, got to love it. Stations West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Take the buzzer beater train for the heat. You need to use Brightline. It is so stress-free. It's the best way to get through South Florida. That's Brightline. Go brightline.com, free Brightline app. Those stations, immaculate. The train, speedy and phenomenal. Snacks and drinks and A.C. And again, not having to sit in gridlock traffic. One more you, you're waiting for if you haven't taken Brightline. It is the only way to get through South Florida. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Let's bang through some calls real quick here. Chris in West Palm on Ken LeVick Live. What's going on, Chris?
0: Hey, not too much, Ken. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like in the Super Bowl is when everybody boods at Dak Prescott. To the Walter Payton. Award. Yes, real. Stone Stone
2: was before the show, Stone was going off on that. That was extremely classless. Nice. I, and I understand Philadelphia fans have this reputation and they love it and they boo and they do that whole thing. But what's the point of that? Like what are you accomplishing with that? Is that cute? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, that, that was straight hate there. I'm not even a Cowboys fan either.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's needless. It's needless because Philadelphia fans think they need to act a certain way. What I'll say, too, as well, as a jumping-off point for that, is, hey, Eagles fans, next time, maybe after winning an NFC championship, you won't start climbing light poles and breaking through bus stop roofs like you actually did something. Mm,
3: <laughs> for the, right? Like, Premature celebration, because because just like they were at halftime.
2: I cautioned <laughs> them. You saw what happened in the World Series, mm, mm, and guess mm, what mm. happened
4: here? And guess what's next? The Sixers. Mm. Ooh.
2: That, but well, they that,
3: won't even get to the. Big I
4: like stage. that. But for the Dak Prescott stuff, I mean, if they just showed him like they showed LeBron, yeah, you can boom, right? Get it. A bunch of Cowboys fans out there. But after the Walter Payton award yeah. winner gets announced, like, the guy do you, who does the most community service yes. and the most for the fans, right. children, all this, we boom. No idea what's going
3: and on. And I'm there, pretty really. sure. Wasn't he doing a lot for mental health awareness yes. because of what happened to his brother? Yeah. I read the room. And Eagles fans still um, – that was sick. That was weird.
2: I read – just read yeah. read the room. Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, Sean?
8: How you doing, guys? Good. Uh, appreciate taking the call. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a night to think about it, and, then, and I'm not a fan of either team. I'm just a fan – you know, big fan of sports, a sure. big fan of football, obviously. I just – after I thought about it, you know, I, I, th- I think outside of Philadelphia and, you know, the city of Philadelphia and the fans – I think everybody kind of felt the same way after the call. It, 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 and it essentially, it came from a kind of a selfish place as a fan. You know, we kind of just wanted to see what if you know what could possibly have happened. And at the moment, and in that moment, we kind of took away from the fact that yes, it was maybe the best, if not one of the best Super Bowls that we've ever seen. So I think we kind of all got caught up in the moment as far as the flag. And my question to you guys is. You know, the, the whole rule, and I'm not sure, forgive me for not knowing the official rule, but the, the over overthrow aspect of the, of the penalty itself, is that still brought into the, to the, the consideration of whether I should throw the flag on it if the ball is overthrown? On a, on a pass catchable?
2: interference, it would come into play, but not on a defensive hold. A hold yeah. is a hold. Anytime you impede yeah. a, a pass catcher or a potential pass catcher, yep. that's going to be a hold. So they, if a, a, know, a pass interference is where that would apply, and appreciate the call. Yeah, that's real. Um,
3: but but Just two different. Colors. Yeah, that but,
2: was different. That was different than a PI because you can hold
3: somebody on a route and even the ball go on a different side right. of the field, and right. you have to call that hold. But exactly. a PI would
2: be. That's what makes defensive holding the most frustrating damn penalty yeah. in the entire sport. Gotta hate that penalty. Because
3: it can happen away from the ball exactly. and still be called. To
2: a receiver that's not even really a part of the play. Yeah. Then you say, oh, there's so that's why it wasn't. But the a reason the they
3: have to do that is because if I hold you on the route, then come on. You oh, know.
2: make no mistake, if I played football, if I was in the secondary, I'd be holding absolutely <laughs> everybody. Um when we come back, Theo Dorsey, he he uh, is able to navigate through Twitter. Come on, And he does it because we don't want to. Stone and I don't want to do that. So Theo, he looks for the best and the worst, the treasure and the trash of Twitter, and he brings it in a very succinct and efficient box-like presentation for you when we come back. Theo does it, though, willingly, especially today, because he is happy, he's a Chiefs champion, Mm. and he's hungover as hell. (laughs) He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Theo Dorsey, he is he is truly
2: a hero. Because Twitter and Stone would agree is an absolute cesspool. Just a bubbling mass of crap. But Theo says, you know what? I'm confident in myself. Mm. I like where I'm at mentally right now. And so every week, he goes through that Hellscape app, and he finds, well, yeah, something good, but also the worst thing he can find. And then he talks about it here on Ken Levick Live. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter Trash.
1: Twitter treasure. The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at SWA.org recycle right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure.
3: I'm going right back to the well with this one. Um, it's funny that you can find treasure in the same spot twice. It's like I'm at the end of a rainbow whenever I go to Aaron Ladd's Twitter. Shout out to Channel 41 out there in Kansas City, Aaron Ladd, my guy. Appreciate you, Aaron. And this is him with Patrick Mahomes Sr., not after the AFC Championship game, but after the Super Bowl.
1: Hey, it was Joe Burrow last week. (laughs) It's Philly this week. Philly Blunt.
3: The Philly Blunt this week. It feels so sweet to be atop the mountaintop, and it also feels great to hear Patrick Mahomes Sr. reflect on it. I'm sure he's somewhere still. Puffing oh. on that Philly blunt. Oh,
2: man. Pat Mahomes Sr. is the man. Yeah. That's good treasure right there.
3: Now let's go to the flip side of the coin. I always got to bring you the Twitter trash as well. And and this also comes um, following the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57. Chiefs win 38-35. Um, NBC Sports Philly. And here's the thing, too. Before, before we toss to the sound... The trash isn't just what he said, because we've already gone over this time and time again um, with the remarks. What's his name again? The guy, the NBC Sports Philly Uh, guy. The man's
2: name is Michael Barkan, NBC Sports
3: Philadelphia. Michael Barkan. I'm sure he's a nice guy somewhere deep down. The trash is his outfit. The big, bright blue outfit. The goofy fit he put on. This is Super Bowl 57, the big stage. He puts on that whack outfit, which you got to go to Twitter to check out and see, and then delivers this statement that we have to all now listen to.
6: They withstood the injury of Jalen Hurts, and then they get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line, and an incomplete pass, and call Shepard's team with a call. I mean, utter complete is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true, the officials go both ways, and you got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl, and that should never happen. I'm going to be
3: in the car. I'm going to be in the car crying as blue as his suit was, his tears dripping down his face.
6: Trash.
2: Trash. But you know what? You as a is a confident, established TV man, you're not
3: going to accept that. Come on, man. I need better. You're supposed to be a professional. You're supposed to be setting the way. Let's get somebody in there that can show some professionalism and class after a big game like that. And we're not going to recycle that trash. We're going to throw it right into the dumpster. But... The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County wants you to know how to recycle right. And, you know, tomorrow's a big lover's day. And to those who do live in Palm Beach County and know how lucky we are to be surrounded by some of South Florida's most beautiful natural resources. This Valentine's Day, if you have a heart for spending time in nature, preserve the natural areas that you love for the people you love by recycling right. By properly disposing of your waste and recyclables, you're helping to keep them out of our environment. Learn more about Recycling Right from the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County at SWA.org slash Recycle Right. And throw away those trash takes right along with that trash blue suit.
2: Theo Dorsey bringing it again. Another edition of Twitter Trash, Twitter Treasure. Now, tomorrow, Theo, you're going to be at PGA National, right? Yes,
3: yes. kind of Team classic, Kind of classic. Yeah, I'll be
2: participating do you know who you're playing with
3: uh yes I'm playing with Michael wait I think Jay's playing a WPTV team it's gonna be a foursome from oh, okay. WPTV I might be the worst <laughs> but I'm still gonna go out there with pride because I'm already a champion
1: wow
2: Theo's going to be golfing. Stone and I will be on the air, but we're going to be at the Delray Tennis Open. Mm. So we're going the tennis route. Theo's going the golf route. We'll talk with Theo at some point tomorrow to see if he's hacked up the course <laughs> in advance of the Honda Classic. A lot of repairs needed. That's Theo. He's a Chiefs champion. That's Stone. I'm Ken.
1: Talk tomorrow. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Theo Dorsey, he is he is truly a hero.
2: Because Twitter and Stone would agree is an absolute cesspool. Just a bubbling mass of crap. But Theo says, you know what? I'm confident in myself. Mm. I like where I'm at mentally right now. And so every week, he goes through that Hellscape app, and he finds, well, yeah, something good, but also the worst thing he can find. And then he talks about it here on Ken Levick Live. It is time now for Theo Dorsey's Twitter Trash. Twitter treasure.
1: The Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County is here to help you recycle right. Get recycling tips and so much more at SWA.org slash recycle right. You know the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure.
3: I'm going right back to the well with this one. Um, It's funny that you can find treasure in the same spot twice. It's like I'm at the end of a rainbow whenever I go to Aaron Ladd's Twitter. Shout out to Channel 41 out there in Kansas City, Aaron Ladd, my guy.
1: Appreciate you, Aaron.
3: And this is him with Patrick Mahomes Sr., not after the AFC Championship game, but after the Super Bowl.
1: Hey, it was Joe Burrow last week. (laughs) It's Philly this
6: week, Philly Blunt.
3: The Philly Blunt this week. It feels so sweet to be atop the mountaintop, and it also feels great to hear Patrick Mahomes Sr. reflect on it. I'm sure he's somewhere still. Puffing oh. on that Philly blunt.
2: Oh man, Pat Mahomes Senior is the man. Yeah. That's good treasure right there.
3: Now let's go to the flip side of the coin. I always got to bring you the Twitter trash as well, and and this also comes um following the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Seven Chiefs win thirty eight thirty five, um NBC Sports Philly, and here's the thing too before before we toss to the sound. The trash isn't just what he said. Because we've already gone over this time and time again um, with the remarks. What's his name again? The guy, the NBC Sports Philly guy. Uh, The man's
2: name is Michael Barkan, NBC Sports
3: Philadelphia. Michael Barkan. I'm sure he's a nice guy somewhere deep down. The trash is his outfit. The big bright blue outfit. The goofy fit he put on. This is Super Bowl 57, the big stage. He puts on that whack outfit, which you got to go to Twitter to check out and see. And then delivers this statement. That we have to all now listen to.
6: They withstood the injury of Jalen Hurts, and then they get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line, and an incomplete pass. And Carl Sheppard's team with a <laughs> call. I mean, utter complete. <laughs> is unbelievable it's inexcusable you don't make a call right then and there you don't let the game be decided by the officiating and yes it's true the officials go both ways and you got you gotta rise above it i understand this is the freaking super bowl and that should never happen i'm gonna be in the car
3: i'm gonna be in the car crying as blue as his suit was his tears dripping down his face trash
2: trash but you know what you as a is a confident
3: established tv man you're not going to accept that come on man i need better you're supposed to be a professional you're supposed to be setting the way. let's get somebody in there that can show some professionalism and class <laughs> after a big game like that and we're not going to recycle that trash we're going to throw it right into the dumpster but the solid waste authority of palm beach county wants you to know how to recycle right and you know tomorrow's a big lover's day And to those who do live in Palm Beach County and know how lucky we are to be surrounded by some of South Florida's most beautiful natural resources. This Valentine's Day, if you have a heart for spending time in nature, preserve the natural areas that you love for the people you love. By recycling right, by properly disposing of your waste and recyclables, you're helping to keep them out of our environment. Learn more about Recycling Right from the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County at SWA.org slash Recycle Right and throw away those trash takes right along with that trash blue suit.
2: Theo Dorsey bringing it again. Another edition of Twitter Trash, Twitter Treasure. Now, tomorrow, Theo, you're going to be at PGA National, right? Yes,
3: yes. Classic, Honda Classic. Yeah, I'll be participating. Do you know who you're playing with? Uh, Yes, I'm playing with Michael. Wait, I think Jay's playing a WPTV team. It's going to be a foursome from WPTV. I might be the worst, (laughs) but I'm still going to go out there with pride because I'm already a champion.
2: Wow. Theo's going to be golfing. Stone and I will be on the air, but we're going to be at the Delray Tennis Open. Mm. So we're going the tennis route. Theo's going the golf route. We'll talk with Theo at some point tomorrow to see if he's hacked up the course <laughs> in advance of the Honda Classic. <laughs> a 8. lot of repairs needed. That's Theo. He's a Chiefs champion. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.